Hi, all of you wonderful scuba divers out there. Welcome to the Scuba Diving Magazine podcast, uh, which is sponsored by Scuba Pro, uh, who are still celebrating their 60th birthday this year. Um, they've been an iconic scuba diving brand for 60 years now, and Scuba Pro also has a couple of offers that I'm going to break down later on in this podcast, so stay tuned for that. Uh, this week, a bunch of stories. Um, a diver has died following a regulator malfunction whilst inflating a lift bag. There's an important lesson to be learned from that story. Uh, a short film about collecting ghost gear has won an award at the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, another Egyptian diving boat has gotten into trouble. This one has run aground. And there's also a new theory on why killer whales or orcas have been damaging boats recently. Um, that caught my eye. Uh, and also, Scuba Pro has a new pair of fins coming out this summer, and they've got a very unique um, trick up their sleeves, if fins can have sleeves. Um, but the first news story is that a Montana scuba diver died on... Um, the uh, previous Saturday, the 20th of May, when his attempts to fill an airbag in a lake appear to have resulted in a regulator free flow. So the man has been identified by the county sheriff's office. Um, he was a 55-year-old diver from Bozeman, and he and another diver from the same nearby town had traveled to Canyon Ferry Reservoir, which is the state's third largest body of water. The two divers had descended at a site between two lake features, uh, Cemetery Island and Hellgate Campground. Um, sounds terrifying um but they they started the dive around midday they were aiming to raise a vehicle that had been lost through surface ice the previous winter according all of this is according to the lewis and clark county sheriff um leo dutton um apparently the dive site was one of the deeper parts of the lake the uh, the lake bed is at around 34 meters Surface temperature would have been about 14 degrees Celsius, which is fairly chilly. Um, and according to the buddy, the divers were about two minutes into filling lift bags with air when what was described as a possible regulator malfunction occurred with a free flow draining the air cylinder. He then started to ascend but had stopped moving while still at depth at about 29 metres. His buddy reported having to attach a line onto the diver to help pull them up to the surface, where attempts to resuscitate him using CPR proved unsuccessful. Highway Patrol and Fish, Wildlife and Park staff were first responders to an emergency call and a police investigation, including a post-mortem medical and diving equipment examinations, is now underway. So... This sounds like, yeah, they, they were going to recover this vehicle that had um, like fallen through the ice and they've attached lift bags onto it. This is just from, from what I understand from this article. There's going to be a link down in the description below. Um, and in filling up the lift bags, they were using some kind of line, whether it's a, a regulator or whatever, to, um, uh, to, to fill up the lift bag. And the second stage free flowed, possibly. That, that's what it sounded like. Um, and the, the main like learning point from this is to always have a redundant air source. Uh, if you're filling up lift bags or, uh, or doing anything, 
substantial, where you're using a lot of gas volume. If it's a, a DSMB, you should be okay. Um, but yeah, if you can have a second, like a, a cylinder, side-mounted cylinder, or even just a pony cylinder, that, you, that way you have complete redundancy. You have your breathing cylinder, and then you have your um, your lift bag cylinder. So that way, if something does malfunction with that regulator and it empties that cylinder completely, you can still breathe. You can still control your buoyancy. Now, I don't know what the entire situation was. Uh, as I've said, I just have this uh, this article. Um, but if you are intending to, to go down and, and lift something, if you do have access to a redundant cylinder that you can attach another set of regulators to, that's by far the more safer option. And um, it reminds me back to the, um, oh, what was it called? Oh, there was an underwater bubble ring gun that you could get. I've forgotten the name of it now. Um, but you, it was like this, this big like gun underwater and you attach it to a low pressure inflator hose. You, you pull the trigger and it fires a bubble ring. And, of course, they're they're very um, can't think of the word, but on on their website they're like, you know what? Don't attach this to your main cylinder. Only ever attach it to a separate like pony cylinder because you're having fun in games. You're shooting these bubble rings at one another, and of course that's all breathing gas that you're getting rid of. Uh, so yeah, always have that redundant air source when um, uh, when lifting things underwater. Uh, the next news story. Uh, follows on, not exactly from uh, from that one, but this is a 15-minute short film called Journey to Ithaca from Healthy Seas has won the Best Environmental Film category uh, at the Cannes F- uh, World Film Festival, Remember the Future. Uh, so it's directed by Michael Restricher. Uh, I apologise, Michael, I'm, I'm not good with pronouncing names um but yeah it's a 15 minute film and you can watch it online uh, i'll put a link to um to the article and then it's um the the whole 15 minute thing is um embedded down at the bottom and yeah it's it's basically in um i think it was greece i yeah it sounds like greece uh where there was a old fish farm in this bay on a uh, on a relatively small island um beautiful bay and they had these like floating rings um in this bay and then i think the uh, the fish farm just like uh went under uh, if you'll excuse the uh, the pun and they basically just left all of this stuff and ghost gear uh, oh sorry it wasn't ghost gear at the time but as soon as they left it it kind of became ghost gear uh, they just left it all in the water uh, they they just turned the backs and walked away, and unfortunately there was a hurricane uh, that like hit the area. So all of this like fishing gear and these floating circle um, like pens all just like scattered and broke apart. And yeah, it was just horrific ghost gear. And yeah, the the film basically covers the um, uh, all of the work that all of these people went to um, to just clean it all up and yeah they had um uh divers down in the water 
sending up all this um, uh, this fishing line. They had to get in commercial divers because there were metal um, like structures as well, which was too much for them to uh, to lift. And all in all, they worked out about seventy six tons of marine litter was removed in eight days by these volunteers underwater and on the surface. Uh, so yeah, I just thought that was quite interesting. And uh, and yeah, it's nice to uh, to see that more um, like recognition and uh, and a wider like view so that more people can see what these amazing divers are doing to help collect all of this ghost gear. The next news story comes out of Egypt, where another diving boat has gotten itself into trouble. Um, so in previous weeks, we've had the uh, the Carlton Queen liverboard, which capsized, but now the day boat, the Seaflower, has run aground off the Sinai Peninsula, and one of the divers who was on the boat with a group of other Brits said that during foggy conditions, the boat ran aground on a reef and everyone on board was recovered after two hours of trying to extricate the the vessel from its predicament. Um, and yeah, lots of photographs of yeah this this day boat just kind of stranded on, uh, on top of the reef. That's about all the information that we have. Um, yeah, just poor visibility with um uh with very foggy conditions and um it it doesn't claim if anyone was hurt or not um but yeah it's it's been a bad season for um for egyptian diving boats and another new story about like boats in general getting into trouble is for the past few years we've been seeing the odd story coming up uh like around the 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 oceans and the seas around like Portugal and uh, and Europe of killer whales being I don't know if aggressive is the right word but basically bumping into ships and smaller vessels and some of them have actually sunk like yachts by uh, by like rupturing the hull and um and, and we're seeing it more and more frequently, but no one really kind of knew why. It's a relatively new thing. Uh killer whales very very clever and they're a like communal species so uh, so they do things as groups and it, it starts to spread and someone basically been looking into this and they theorize that it could actually be like a, a vengeful killer whale as this article puts it um that may have been left traumatized after a collision with a boat who has then taught other orcas to attack vessels in the area. So researchers believe that the female killer whale called White Gladys is taking revenge on boats by coaching other orcas, and they've already caused two yachts uh, sort of around Gibraltar or the Gibraltar area. Uh, it's caused two yachts to sink. They believe that either... White Gladys may have collided with a vessel, or a vessel collided with White Gladys, um, or was caught in illegal fishing nets, maybe. And then this has led towards aggression towards smaller, similar boats. 
and Alfredo Lopez Fernandes, who is a biologist at the University of Aveiro, Portugal, and a member of the Atlantic Orca Working Group, said that the attacks are likely a result of past trauma. Quoted that traumatized orca is the one that started this behavior of physical contact with the boat, and a critical moment of agony made White Gladys aggressive towards boats, and this is now being taught and copied by other orcas the uh, the biologist told live science um so yeah maybe this is it it's kind of it's a new thing that we have to deal with it's just orcas just learning how to do things we saw it on um i forget whether it was blue planet or frozen planet one of the uh, the planet bbc documentaries where killer whales were learning how to get uh seals off of like ice flows and they yeah they create this like bow wave by swimming close to the surface in a group and that washes them off of the surface and now more and more orca groups are doing the same um, the same thing so they're just teaching one another to do this and because this one killer whale uh had a a bad experience with a boat it's just okay now all orcas are going to start becoming like uh, aggressive towards boats who knows um but it's it's one of those things where they can't definitively say yes this is exactly why um but it's a it's a theory of mm, you know what it it could be why um the last news uh news story is something that popped up in my inbox and that's um Scooper has a new pair of fins out and these are called the S Tech fins following their like S Tech technical diving range of fins and they're on a similar tack to their new Sea Wing Supernova fins in that they're a two part fin and that isn't its only like um party trick they also have ballast adjustable ballast weights so with most fins and it's a it's a fairly common subject online and especially on forums nowadays is what's the buoyancy of this particular fin is it heavy is it neutrally buoyant is it floaty and of course it depends what waters you're in and if you're a photographer then you like a certain buoyancy if you're diving in a dry suit you want something a little bit different so Scuba Pro have obviously been listening to this and they brought out the S-Tech fin and I'll get onto the actual fin itself in a uh, in a moment but you can actually add these like weight plates to the blade of the fin and you can adjust its buoyancy. So if you do want a heavier fin then you just add more of these weight plates. If you want a neutrally buoyant fin you have uh, you take some off. If you want it positively buoyant you can take them all off. So you can customize it to exactly what you want without having to add like trim weights uh, or ankle weights around your ankles. Uh, so oh, I just thought that was pretty clever and something that I've never seen before. But also the the actual fin the blade design it's it's more like a vented fin they said where the um, the sea wing supernova is good for flutter kick you can also use it for frog kick s tech is more you can use it more for frog kick but also flutter kick but it's more designed for the technical diver hence the s tech naming and more for that like frog kick alternative kick style and if you just look at the blade yeah you can see that 
definite heritage. It's got these big chunky rails going down the side. Um, they're set at a good, I think it's a 30 degree angle and it's more of a stiff blade as well. And of course you've got those vents at the top, but also it's relatively lightweight. Um, I'm just gonna look quickly down the uh, the specs. 4.40925 pounds. Um, I don't know if that's for the pair. Um, I, I'm not good with pounds and ounces. I'm, I'm metric now. Um, but yeah, uh, they're good for good for travel as they say in the in the video they have that adjustable uh, not adjustable like separatable foot pocket so you can separate the blade from the foot pocket so they pack down much smaller if you uh, if you need to you've also got that yeah 30 degree angle so if you like separate them you don't really have that angle anymore which makes them a lot easier to uh, to pack away um but yeah, they uh, they announced that the uh, the other day. Um, I haven't seen a great deal on uh, on social media about it yet, so I imagine there's going to be a, a campaign um, in the uh, in the message. They say that it's coming out in summer twenty three, so I imagine they're just making sure that they can get enough out to their um, uh, to their dealers around the world. Uh, they have a recommended retail price of two hundred and thirty euros, so they are an expensive pair of fins, but it's that like all rounder pair of fins. It's a solid piece of um, monoprene, so very tough. I think at the moment it's only available in standard black because they're like a, a technical fin. We might see a few different colors, um, but I think it just depends on how well they're received. If they're if they're popular as like the Sea Wing Novas, then we'll. It's the same monoprene material, so all they have to do is just make the uh, the same range of colours, and uh, and yeah, we'll probably see a whole bunch of them. Five different sizes: uh, extra small up to extra large. Uh, bungee heel strap on that, which is very modern. Um, but yeah, very uh, very interesting, very new, and that uh, like ballast is is very very different. I've, I don't think I've ever seen that on a uh, on a pair of fins before. So as I mentioned at the start, this podcast is sponsored by the scuba diving giant Scuba Pro, who have been making and are still obviously making great diving equipment since 1963. And Scuba Pro makes everything from mast snorkels, fins to wetsuits, dry suits, dive computers, um, a lovely range of regulators as well. They've always made very nice regulators, very popular uh, with a whole range of, uh, of divers out there, especially instructors. And they have a great range of products that divers love um, and their fins, for example, they're still making their jet fins, which are from the 1960s, uh, but divers still love them because they they simply work. The only upgrade that they've had over the years is now they have spring heel straps compared to the rubber straps that they're always used to. Um, and yet the, um, uh, what are they, the, the, twin fins there's a, a new version of them the uh, the split fin version and yeah just people still like it yeah there's a new version the twin jet two fin so they've just updated and upgraded the um uh, the split fin variation of it and you still see divers around using them even though they are i mean the the overall concept and design is decades old but it just works and right now scuba pro has a pair of offers at participating dealers um 
The first one is a free Octo offer. If you buy a Scuba Pro S620Ti or the D420 with the Mark 19 Evo or the Mark 25 Evo, so very nice snazzy regulators, uh, you get a S270 Octopus for free. Um, so you get a really good set of regulators and a free Octo, which is a great way to start building a regulator set. Um, the offer, or the free Octo offer, also extends to their S600, which is one of their most popular second stage designs, uh, a very good all-rounder with the Mark 25 or the Mark 17 first stages, and also the G260, both the carbon black tech and the standard version with either the Mark 25 or the Mark 19 Evo. Uh, any of those regulators, you'll get an R105 Octo for free at participating dealers. Um, the second offer is a dry suit promotion, uh, which is, uh, especially nowadays, I tend to dive in my dry suit more than a, I've spent a long time since I've been in a wetsuit, to be honest. Uh, it's either very, very warm waters, so I'm just in a rash vest, or relatively cold waters, so I just throw my dry suit on. Um, but if you buy a Scuba Pro neoprene dry suit, the Everdry 4 or an Exo Dry, you can get a free K2 light undersuit set for free um, or if you want something a little bit thicker then you can get the k2 medium thickness undersuit for 99 pounds uh, so you're saving yourself the best part of 200 pounds there um, or if you prefer a trilaminate dry suit you can get the scuba pro evertech breathable dry suit or the definition dry dry suit and you get the k2 extreme undersuit for free uh, which is a great way to stay warmer in the water so if you're diving in colder waters or you're starting to extend your bottom time spending more time in the water uh, and yeah you're your wetsuit or your semi-dry isn't quite cutting it, you want to move into dry suit territory, uh, then this is the offer for you. As I said, I tend to wear my dry suit year-round here in the UK, uh, so it's a real good investment. And both of these offers are running up until the end of July in certain regions. Uh, I don't think this is global, um, so it's, it's best to double-check. And, of course, it's at participating dealers also. So make sure that you just ask the, uh, the Scuba Pro dealer before you turn up just demanding free Scuba Pro equipment. Uh, just give them a phone call first, just going, oh, hey, are you participating in this Octo or, or dry suit offer? And uh, and then they, um, uh, yeah, you can head over, see if they can help you out. Um, but yeah, two great offers. I'm going to put a link down in the uh, in the description below. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll try and pop a, a link in, up in the, uh, the, in the corner as well. Uh, but yeah, down in the description where all the words and the uh, the text are, I'll put a link to, uh, to Scuba Pro's website and you can check out their offers. They also have like a, a dealer locator. Most brands do nowadays where you you type in your, your postcode or your zip code or whatever it is and it shows you where all of your nearest Scuba Pro dealers are uh, and all their contact de uh, details. So just give them a bell and, uh, and see if they're participating in these offers.
And that's it for another podcast. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for listening, everybody. Remember to check out Scoopro and this new pair of fins. Uh, it'll probably be a while before they're on a special offer, as they're so new they're not even on shelves yet. Um, but, yeah, if you do need a, a new set of regulators or a uh, dry suit, then, yeah, head over, check them out, and uh, and find your nearest Pro dealer. Otherwise, head over to our website, scubadivermag.com, see all the interesting things that we do. Uh, we just got some new sample products in. Uh, so we'll be um, uh, we'll be releasing that article soon. Uh, I've drafted up the uh, the article of me going on the uh, the HSE uh, professional scuba course with the uh, commercial live training. Um, that will probably be in the next issue. Uh, hopefully, I can I can get a, a final draft up as uh, soon as possible. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, remember to um, like and subscribe wherever you're listening. Thank you for listening, everybody, and of course, safe diving.